I kind of, what I've started doing, I've become kind of like a creativity coach and I take people through this through alcohol links because first you start with learning how it works and then you play with it you go back to those early years when you didn't have a chance to play and they were only making you do the caterpillars out of egg cartons and and just making you do whatever the teacher wanted and they didn't let you play enough so you get so you're, you're learning how to you're learning how to play again Welcome to Zestful Aging, where I speak with fascinating change makers from all over the world who will inspire you to live with zest. I'm your host, Nicole Christina, psychotherapist and fellow Zestful Ager. My new tagline is discovering your sweet spot, both because I love a good tennis reference and because this show is all about growing into ourselves as we age. To find out more about this podcast, hop on over to zestfulaging.com. And while you're there, sign up for my weekly email newsletter, The Insider, where you will get behind the scenes looks at our guests and other fun and quirky tidbits. And if you love the podcast, I'd be grateful if you shared it with your friends. Our music is courtesy of Judy Banker, who was a previous guest on the show. Find out more at judybanker.com. And our technical director is the one and only Stephen Litweiler. Well, as we age, we often have more time and energy for creativity. And there's even a theory that after we're done having babies, we need to do something with all of that creative energy. But where to start? What if you can't even draw a stick figure? Today, we're going to talk with Fagy Cobri, who helps women who may be intimidated by art, but who want to reignite their creativity. She's going to tell us about the magic of alcohol inks, which she says are sure to fill your days with color and joy and bring calmness to your life. Well, that sounds very lovely. <laughs> uh, welcome to the show, Faggy. Thank you so much for having me, Nicole. I'm really excited to hear your story. I know you're an art teacher, and I'm just wondering when you had the idea to connect uh, people, you know, who are uh, middle-aged and over and the alcohol inks. Well, how did that come about? I hear. Okay, so I'll tell you my story, but first of all, because I am middle-aged. <laughs> mm. So um, so I'll tell you how I got into this is um, I actually trained as a an early childhood ed educator. I got my master's in early childhood ed education back in the 80s. Um, mm -hmm. And I was a, um, I was a, preschool and early childhood teacher for a while and then I was a director and I always found um, the part that I liked best about teaching these young children was giving them the art that was very creative so like I went to a school I don't know if anybody has, has ever heard of it it's called Bank Street College of Education yes. oh yeah it's quite yeah. quite uh well known among <laughs> yeah. the education crowd it's okay a, it's a it's a progressive right you correct me if I'm wrong but it's well known for its progressive work yes and and when when progressive I wouldn't even call it like progressive as as today progressive is it's it was progressive back when it started 
Um, you know, I don't even know when that was. It sucks. Their education is very progressive. It's like not like your typical traditional. So like in the art area, like they're very against like these cookie cutter crafts, mm-hmm. these copycat crafts. Mm-hmm. So they're very into kids being expressive and, and expressing their own creativity. So I was extremely taken with that. And I loved giving kids creativity, you know, creative art and teaching them how to really express themselves as opposed to just copying what the teacher's, you know, idea was. And then after I, um, after for a while I was doing that, I started having children. Um, I have six of those. Six uh, of those? Yeah, almost guys, all yeah. married. Only one is not. Uh, five of them are married, got lots of grandkids. And um, I started doing uh, workshops. I was doing part-time workshops for daycare centers and private schools. I was they, The schools would have like these in-service days and they would hire me to come and give workshops to the teachers. And my topic was on how to do art that was developmentally appropriate as opposed mm-hmm. to those cookie cutter crafts. So, you know, Can that- I, I want to just interrupt you for uh-huh. one second, if you don't mind. I have to want to tell you a quick story. Sure. You will totally appreciate. My mom was an artist and she banned coloring books. Huh. And the only way I could get a coloring book was in Brooklyn. My grandparents lived in <laughs> Brooklyn. My grandpa Joey would have contraband uh coloring books right it was like you know we were you know in, in the drug trade or something and he would slip me coloring books because of course what you can have that is, is so what funny. you want and so that i totally get what you're saying <laughs> right and uh to uh, you know to my mom that was like taking poison right she would right, not have right. her daughter <laughs> right. you know destroy her creative uh instinct. Right. so i'm right there with right. you Okay. Right. So, okay. So that was my, that was my, those were the earlier years. And then I also on the side, I was always very into photography. So I started doing that and I opened a studio and I, for 25 years, I was a high-end portrait photographer as well on the side. Um, And then I got into, I got very interested in internet marketing. I actually, it was a funny way I got interested in that. I I saw, it was like in the earlier days, it was like maybe like 2006, I think it was. It was like the early, pretty early days of the internet. And I found a course on how to do internet marketing. And I bought it for my teenage daughters because I said, oh, you know what? I bet they would love to know how to do this. But, you know. Note to self, don't buy things for your kids without asking them if they want it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because they didn't. So it it sat in its shrink wrap for a really long time until I decided, you know what? Let me me go through this. I paid $300 for it. I might as well. And it was something that came in a... um, all shrink wrapped. It was not oh, no downloadable uh, courses oh. in those days. Back and I day. started going through it and I, it, I got really interested in it and I wanted to create something. And they say the same way that, you know, they've told writers, if you want to write, uh, write what you know. So the same kind of thing, if you want to create any kind of product, do what you know. So what did I know? I knew art and early childhood. Mm-hmm. So I, I made a couple of eBooks um, I, I started and I started a website for teachers and parents for art that was developmentally appropriate. And at one point I, I really needed help on how to market it. So I took a course on how to do that. And 
in my in my discussion with one of the coaches, I started talking about how how many women that I know that oh, everybody's always me. I can't draw a straight line. I can't even draw a stick mm-hmm. figure. Mm-hmm. How a lot of it is can be traced back to their early years with early experiences uh, with art. And one of the women, the coach said to me, uh, Marsha, she said to me, would you be interested in starting a website for adults on creativity? And that way you can show them where their creativity was blocked and then you could lead them back to your website. But what happened was I started, I was, I said, I was, I'm game. And I started doing research on creativity and every time all the research I was doing, I kept coming across this term mixed media art. And mm-hmm. I was like really fascinated. Mixed media, that is, whoa, what is that? And I started taking books out of the library. And then I started buying books. And then I started buying materials. <laughs> and I started getting really into it. Anybody who's into art at all or crafts at all knows that the buying of the supplies is a separate <laughs> hobby. Okay, so... <laughs> So I started into that hobby as well, and I started buying stuff, and then I started a little class in my home, and then I opened up this website, my Creativity Reignited website, and I, and it was it was it was great. And what what I was always doing was I would look onto my um, my library's website to look for different books, and then I would order them to my branch, and I would go pick them up. Yeah, that's br- I love that. Yeah. So one day I was looking through and I came across this book and it was called Pigments of Your Imagination. Oh. And all about clever. alcohol inks. And I was like stopped in my tracks and I ordered it to my branch. And then it was one of those that I just immediately ordered on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And I was just totally fascinated because these mm-hmm. alcohol links are just gorgeous they're vibrant mm-hmm. and they're very fluid and forgiving and mm-hmm. you can do so many things with it and I started getting into alcohol links and then I started giving some classes and I started doing more online and I started noticing that when I was giving these in-person classes people were just mesmerized by it and people got really into the flow and they were just so taken by it. And then I, I did some online classes and offline classes. And let's say I had a, I had a woman who, who told me who had been in both of my classes. She said, you know, I went through a medical saga recently with one of my kids and I would go down and work with these alcohol links and it saved me. And I, and I spoke to another woman who had had a lot of tragedy in her life. She had lost a child and grandchildren. And she was telling me how she was so involved. She'd be up half the night doing these alcohol inks. And I started realizing what a great medium it is for people to relax and to, um, just help with anxiety and just, it was such an unbelievable medium. Turn your brain. Hi, everyone. You may have noticed that Zestful Aging Podcast does not run a lot of ads. That's because I'm just not willing to endorse products that I don't have total confidence in and that I don't use myself. So it really means something when I tell you that after I interviewed Dr. Bill Rawls on cellular health, read his books and learned about his high standards for quality control, I was sold. 
I placed an order for Vital Plant Supplements immediately. I encourage you to check out both of my interviews with Dr. Bill Rawls and hop on over to vitalplan.com. If you enter Zestful 15, they will give you a 15% off of your first order. I'm really excited for you to try these products. I think you'll be very impressed. Now, back to the show. Now, Faggy, I'm going to just have to go back to the beginning because sure. I know what you're talking about because I'm a collector of art, uh, you know, uh, ingredient, all the stuff you're talking about. And I love the way you say that's a separate hobby. Uh -huh. um, but can you describe when you say alcohol inks, could you describe exactly like how the, the format, what exactly it looks like and how you apply it? Because not everyone is sure. familiar with the media. Okay, sure. So there are the alcohol inks are little bottles. They, there's a bunch of different brands, little bottles of ink in a in a, an alcohol solution. And just the same way water is used for watercolors like to dilute it and to clean it alcohol it has to be 91 percent at least alcohol is used for these alcohol inks so they're in a bottle of alcohol and they there's different colors now their colors are vibrant very brilliant they have to be used on non-porous surfaces for them to work their magic now you could use it on a watercolor paper but it's just going to look like just a color so when you use it on a non-porous surface it 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 depends which kind of surface and it depends on how much alcohol is in that particular color but they tend to spread and do just gorgeous things on the background that you're using so let's okay. say I, when I started, I started as a, a paper called Yupo paper, and it's a plasticized paper so that when you drip it, it spreads, and then okay. you can spread colors on top of it, and you can put alcohol on top of it. So I've moved on to um, Yupo paper is quite expensive, so in the various groups, I've learned a lot from the various groups that I'm on, and we use the backside of a photo paper, the Kirkland Costco photo paper that you can get from Costco.com. Ah, now, good, another, good. another interesting thing that I didn't even know until I was like in the middle of my journey, there are things called alcohol ink markers, which Sharpies are alcohol ink markers. Oh, I, of course, right. have two different brands because, you know, as I said, it's another hobby. So if uh -huh. I'm going to always use Collecting. my... Yes. Oh, so I, I love alcohol ink markers. The interesting thing is that like somebody who wants to start out and doesn't have alcohol inks, but they do have markers. I actually have on my website, a, a beginning with Creativity Reignited, I have like a beginning video on how to start by using alcohol ink markers and alcohol. Because if you put Brilliant. alcohol ink markers on a non-porous surface and you add alcohol, <gasps> you can make it into the same fluid look like just the alcohol inks. Now you can't only use the alcohol ink markers because they just don't have the same versatility that the regular alcohol inks do, but it's a great way to start. 
So that's really in, in a nutshell. Um, you basically you just need some people could work on a tile. Tiles work very well. You go to your Home Depot or Lowe's or any other local tile. Do you store. have to do you have to seal it, Faggy, after you make your alcohol design? Is there some kind of sealing you have to There is. Put there a, is a yeah, seal. Okay. Yes, there is a seal. I don't even do a lot of sealing. The truth of the matter is I what I do is like I have a piece hung up in my living room that I matted and put behind glass and I never ended up spraying it and it's fine mm-hmm. and it's been a mm-hmm. number of years on uh, also I have these I have these books like these photo books that I slip my my um, my pieces into there yeah but sleeves, but, yeah, like sleeves, sleeves right? exactly so there are different ways you can if you're gonna sell them for sure if you're gonna hang them without matting them and putting glass for sure, there are different ways to you know finish them. People resin theirs, which is like a, a epoxy, which is a very well-known crafty thing that and people stinky. do. Yeah, it is. It is stinky, and it is um, it is a little bit of a messy activity, but it's it's an unbelievable cup. You know, for your artwork, I have a bunch of them on there, and it gives this hard glass-like finish to it so it's gorgeous but um so you can you don't have to it depends what your what your end goal is for the um for the work if you so faggy talk about why and maybe i'm just this is the most obvious question talk about why this is a particularly good medium for women who are kind of at that weird phase of like, okay, I've done the kids, done the job, maybe done the the marriage, who knows, you uh-huh. know, and, and now it's sort of a what now, what do I, what do I want to do with my precious time? Why is this so well suited? Okay, because it is a great way to break into creativity. So I have a student, I have a student of mine who, when I was starting my mixed media classes, I met her and I was, I had my journal, my, I do, it did a lot of my mixed media and journals. And I met her and I said, you know, I'm starting a class for women. It's like, I'm in my early sixties and she's like a year or two older than me. This was a number of years ago. So maybe we were still in our late fifties then. Um, I'm starting a class. Um, she said, me, huh? I'm not an artist. My mother was a sculptress. I can't draw. And I opened up my book and I showed her the stuff and she said, oh, you know, I can do that. <laughs> I'm, g- <laughs> I'm going to join your class. And she joined my class and we, we did it for a number of years. And then I got into alcohol links and she came along for the ride with alcohol links. And I remember she said to me, and I've seen this, she says, this makes me feel like an artist. And she made things, she started making, she would buy these long tiles and she started making these address signs for gifts and she was giving them out to friends. And she recently moved overseas and she started taking painting classes, like real acrylic learning how to really do. And she said to me recently, when she was back for a visit, she said, this is all because of you. She said, you were my mentor and you helped me just open up. So alcohol links is a great now you can do a lot with alcohol links first of all it's extremely fluid and if you use the right colors and throw some gold on it anything Mm. you do is is going to look gorgeous elevated yeah it's just right it elevates it but i kind of what i've started doing i've become kind of like a creativity coach and i take people through this 
through alcohol links because first you start with learning how it works and then you play with it you go back to those early years when you didn't have a chance to play and they were only making you do the caterpillars out of egg cartons and and just making you do whatever the teacher wanted and they didn't let you play enough so blue get, sky right sky has to be blue right so you're, you're learning how to you're learning how to play again and then i take them we use stencils and we use we could use stamps there's like all kinds of ways but then once you're open if you don't like alcohol inks you can move on to something else because it gives people the confidence that they can do this and you don't have to know how to draw because you were born creative it's a god-given a gift creativity not artistry not everybody was born knowing how to draw but that's okay there was not not too many people were born knowing how to sit down at a piano and bang out a you know a beethoven it doesn't matter if you want to learn how to draw you can there's a there's a very great program called drawing on the right side of the brain yes that's an amazing thing but it's hard work and if you want to learn that there's so much art that's not hard work and is just fun like i i, I didn't coin this phrase i got it from this well-known mixed media artist dina wakely but she says she does fun art not fine art and i've kind mm. of i've kind of adopted that and there's so much that. so much fun art that's just relaxing and there was one of the women i don't i don't know that we're going to be continuing the mixed media class this year and she said she was always telling her husband you know it's cheaper than therapy and she, <laughs> and she would come after a long day of work and it, it's just such an unbelievable release of tension and it, it's just something that really lights up your life it just adds so much to it you know what i was thinking is you really can't control exactly right where these pigments go right. as you said it's fluid right and so there's a little bit of like you kind of have to surrender to the process yes because if you're a perfectionist you're in big trouble this is not the, <laughs> the this is not coloring in the lines this is sort of doing a general uh idea and then the paints do their thing and right does that sound right right so you have to allow them to lead you instead of you you leading them. Mm -hmm. However, I did recently, there was a woman on one of the groups that discovered a way that allows you to control it more. And what's interesting is I've started in, in about an hour away from me in a, in a community center. I started a middle of giving this four week class to some women. And one, and one of the techniques we're doing is a way to kind of control the inks. And one of the women is having like a little bit of a hard time with it and it's not coming out so perfect. And I said, I think your problem is you have too many expectations because she's been involved in much more representational, more traditional art. Mm. So this is for her, it's a little bit hard because she can't just allow it to go. So it's a very good way for if you're very perfectionistic to just let it go, see where it takes you. But then there are ways, which I have discovered more of, there are ways to kind of contain it a little bit and control it a little bit more. So you can do both. Mm -hmm. What a wonderful metaphor for aging. Yes. <laughs> There's some things we can do and some things we can't. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, that is just so wonderful. 
As a psychotherapist of 30 years with a specialty in food and eating issues, I know that holidays can be a real challenge when it comes to eating and food. Food and family visits are often a very tricky combination. So if you'd like to learn how to have a more peaceful relationship with food, both during the holidays and the rest of the year, check out my web course, The Wisdom of Mindful Eating. This course is super practical and user-friendly, and it has the power to change your life. You'll find the course on the ZestfulAging.com website. Now back to the show. Um, you know, it's funny, I'm hearing you describe it, and I can hear the excitement in your voice. And I have a, a good friend um, uh, here in upstate New York, and she's just a creative period. Everything she does is beautiful. But there's a fervor or a, pa- a passion or this, I, I, I don't want to say addiction, but boy, when she starts in talking about the alcohol links, oh, it's yeah? a whole nother level. <laughs> and I hear that with you, that it's like you found something that's really special. It's interesting, but I find that people, not everyone, but the people that are drawn to it, it, it becomes like also like a passion. They're just like, whoa. And I and there's so there's a lot of people that have gotten into it and they start dripping and then they go say, now what? They don't realize how much there is to do with it. That's why I, when I decided I'm kind of becoming a creativity coach, which comes along with different courses. And, you know, I'd love to walk people through how you, all the different ways you can use this and build a portfolio of things. And then if people want to start selling, they can do that. If you want to give your own classes, you can do that. Or you want to hang things or give gifts or just have a good time. There's <laughs> so many good time. so many ways Aww. to use this. And they're accessible. I mean, they're not dirt cheap, but you know, you can go in and they have them at the big uh, art chain stores, right? right? But they also and, last a while. They they last yeah, a long okay. time. You can easily get them online. Um, okay. What would be a good starter set, Faggy? What like do they have like basic sets that you'd recommend people to try what they do is i use um i use the ranger the ranger inks um Mm -hmm. tim holtz ranger anybody that buys craft supplies will be familiar with the name and they sell them in like three packs and now i've seen they started selling them in eight packs like i actually i found recently that joanne's joanne's has good prices i like i have there's a lot of places that i've bought but lately i bought a bunch by joanne's because i found their prices good and they have these eight packs that's a great you know just buy one of the eight packs and start with your coupon right yeah yeah (laughs) because they you know i used to go to michael's all the time they don't have the same coupons anymore I wonder, mm-hmm. it's so interesting. I wonder if they've lost, it, obviously it wasn't, you know, cost effective for them, but I used to go there all the time with their coupons. They'd yep. have a 50, sometimes I'd get a 60% off. Yep. They do not have those anymore. So I barely go to Michael's anymore, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm always looking online who has the sales and, you know, if you have the coupons, you know, and then they last. They really mm. list. So it's not like it's, uh, you know, use it up and you have to go and buy it again so quickly. So that would be a good uh, a way to start, maybe right. uh, get an APAC. And then what what would be an intro kind of paper or um, 
uh, what, what are you looking so, at? You, you mentioned the Kirkland. Right. So I yeah. buy, I work a lot on five by seven sizes. I find ah. that's great because it's not too small and you really can do stuff with it and you can frame them. You can frame them in one big frame. You can frame them just on a wall. And I, um, the Kirkland photo paper, five by seven, you have to work on the matte side. Very important. Okay. You, not the glossy side, the matte side. Like the Yupo paper, both sides you can work on. But with the Kirkland photo paper, you can work on the matte side. But you can also start on tiles. Now, the benefit of working on a tile is that if you don't like it, you just wipe it down with the alcohol. Another important thing to know is that the alcohol must be at least 91%. Okay. Because otherwise it's a little bit too watered down. But if you just have those things, if you want to just try on tiles and then wipe them down with a paper towel and, and some alcohol, you could just keep doing it over and over again. But if you want to just buy yourself a pack of, I think it was like 20 bucks um, of the five by, it's like a hundred sheets and five by seven of the Kirkland. You have to go to Costco.com. The Costco's don't usually carry them in their stores. Okay. So you have to buy it online. Um, uh, that's really, you can get started. You buy yourself an eight pack of Ranger inks and, and, um, mm. and some of this, um, you know, this paper and some alcohol and you can get started. Of course, as you get more into it, you want to buy more and more things. I, I, I understand. <laughs> I'm a knitter, so we have something called a stash. Uh, right. And everybody knows yes. what that is. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> mm. It just sounds wonderful. And it sounds like your experience has been sort of helping women discover uh, this beautiful part of them yes. that they you know they're sort of itching to try something but now you're giving them something that they can really work with and and um and evolve right. with it yes that must be very gratifying for you to see that it, it's so un interesting because i was talking to somebody not long ago and i was saying how I, there was a period of time when I was doing a lot of my own work and I was one of these days, I'm going to sell it. I said, in certain ways, I get more of a pleasure out of seeing what people come up with than even doing my own work. Like I find that in my, did I mention that I'm a part-time, forgot to say that I'm, I also, I'm an, I'm an art teacher in an elementary school, a part-time. I, I, I mentioned that early because I remember that when we had talked off mic. Yeah. Ah. So I, I get a, such an unbelievable pleasure out of seeing what the kids can do because the way I teach there is it's, it's a program I had found online also. It's called TAB. It's called Teaching for Artistic Behavior and it's a yeah. choice-based program. So I have centers. I have a drawing center and a collage center and a painting center and a construction yeah. center and a fiber art center. You know, you build up over the year. They, I introduce them. But I get such an unbelievable pleasure out of watching what these kids can come up with. It's, it's, and I, and I get that with also with women. I just love seeing the creativity that, um, people can come up with. So I, I, and I, in a way I really get even more satisfaction than even doing my own stuff. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. And you know, there's, it's hard, maybe you have the words, but I'm trying to think about the words that would describe that experience of just being playful and trial and error and experimentation and fun. I mean, 
all of that just feeds our soul. Really, exactly. It really does. That that's a great word. That's a great phrase. It just because a lot of people have used that. That it really okay. feeds their soul because we're really meant to be creative. We're born mm. creative. There's a lot of ways to be creative. You can be creative in the kitchen also. But there's something also about using your hands. There's a book mm. I read in my research called The Creativity Cure. It was written by two doctors, a husband and wife team. Um, and just talking about creativity, using your hands and being creative. I mean, there's using your hands and there's being creative. It's like, well, using your, uh, you know, your, your contraband coloring books would be using, <laughs> would be using your hands. But there's also creative is coming up with something new. Um, so together using your hands and creativity is so healing and Mm -hmm. it's been proven that people that suffer from depression and anxiety, how much this helps getting Mm -hmm. involved in a creative endeavor. Um, really important. Yeah, really. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm a little bit familiar with that research as well. Um, and yeah, our hands are supposed to be doing something, right? Not, Not just scrolling. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what a pleasure to, uh, learn about this, Faggy. Can you tell people where to find out more about, uh, what you offer? So, um, as I mentioned before, if you go to my website, creativityreignited.com, I have this okay. free, um, video, you sign into my email. Um, if you'd be interested in talking about creativity coaching, you can email me at Faggy, F-A-I-G-I-E at Creativity Reignited. But if you want to just start with this, um, uh, free 20 minute email, uh, not email video showing you how to get started with alcohol ink markers. And I am on social media. I haven't been Mm -hmm. very active on there, but I do have a lot of stuff on there from the past. Facebook and Instagram at Creative Alcohol Inking. But, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the best way to start would be by, you know, getting that video at creativityreignited.com. Mm-hmm. And, you know, winter is coming up as much as we are trying to pretend it's not here in upstate New York. Yeah. And this <laughs> is a lovely thing to do if you're stuck inside. Um uh, it just, it sounds delightful. You know that it was, it's its beginning of November. It was almost 80 degrees yesterday mm-hmm. here. I don't know mm-hmm. what it was by you. I'm in, yep. in yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> I mean, we're enjoying it, but also knowing that mm, yeah, winter the is story coming. behind yeah. it is, yeah. <laughs> so thank you so much for uh, introducing us to the beautiful world of alcohol inks. I so appreciate you coming on the show. My pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us on Zestful Aging. If you like the podcast, please share it with some of your friends. If you think decluttering could help you feel better and you could use a little assistance with that, check out the online course I've developed with professional organizer and designer Carrie Luteran. It's called Too Much Stuff. And too much stuff is different from other courses or articles or guidance you may have used. We give you clear steps to deal with the clutter and the tools to help you face the overwhelming feelings and the emotions that come up when we're going through our clutter. And a lot of those emotions are just feeling anxious or guilty or just basically flooded with a lot of different 
confusing feelings. The course is really practical. It's realistic. The lessons are short and punchy, and they're really manageable. We're not trying to set you up for some long exploratory you know, super in-depth, burdensome experience. We want something really helpful for you right now. We all need help with our anxiety. So being surrounded by more calm and less chaos can really help. So now's a good time to clear out the clutter so we can focus on what's really important in our lives. So find out more at zestfulaging.com. You'll see more about this under the web courses tab. If you have any questions, just shoot me an email at zestfulaging at gmail.com. Thanks so much. And stay tuned next week for another interview with a fascinating and inspiring guest.